Head over to Hulu this March, where our new shows and movies will keep you streaming all month long. Catch the acclaimed movie All of Us Strangers, starring Paul Mescal and Andrew Scott. Stream the new Hulu original limited series, We Were the Lucky Ones, with Joey King and Logan Lerman. And don't forget about Grey's Anatomy. Every Grey's episode ever is now streaming on Hulu. So, what are you waiting for? Go stream something new on Hulu. Time now for our regular Friday evening feature, because it's just gone 9.30, which can only mean one thing, shortcuts, with our resident film critic, Dan Slevin. Kia ora, Dan. Happy Friday. How are you this evening? I'm very well, thank you. How are you doing? I'm okay. I'm, I'm getting there. I'm a little, I was going to say I'm a pony. I'm a little horse, but I, that's a silly thing to say. Really, I've got to start well, gardening. This, week, this weekend, Todd, uh, you can spend your weekend uh, in front of either a TV screen or a movie screen and rest that voice. I think that's going to be my advice to you. We, hopefully we'll, we'll have something that will... Um, uh, encourage you to uh, enjoy some screen entertainment this weekend. A lot of people would be very happy if I rest my voice, Dan. So that's wonderful. You've got you've got four picks for us this week. So let's get started. So what have you been watching this week? What are, what can you recommend? Okay, so the first one, uh, the first two films are in cinemas this weekend, and the first of those choices is the. I guess the most important, the most serious, the most uh, obviously high quality film that we're talking about this evening. Uh, it's a film that's been nominated for five Academy Awards. It's already won three BAFTAs and it's called The Zone of Interest. And uh, it's a film that's based on a novel by Martin Amis, the English novelist, and but it's set in Germany and it's a, a Holocaust story set during World War II, uh, and the two central characters in the film are basically real people. They they were historical figures, although the film is a, is a fiction. Uh, it's about uh, Rudolf Hoss and his wife Hedwig. Rudolf was the camp commandant at Auschwitz for over three years, essentially building the industrialized murder machine that was then sort of uh, uh, recreated all over the uh, the Nazi regime. And the film is essentially focused on their domestic life. And it would be easy, I think, in a description of the film to think that, well, why are we, why are we so interested in these people? Or isn't the Holocaust about the victims? And uh, shouldn't we be remembering them well the film is very very much about the victims and very very much about uh remembering them but it does it doesn't remember them and it doesn't honor them by centering them in the story so uh this couple and their uh beautiful family uh, live in a house uh a sort of upper middle class house with a large garden and a vegetable garden and a swimming pool. Uh, their house just happens to be right beside the camp where he works. Uh, and the uh, the high wall that uh, surrounds their garden just happens to also be keeping the uh, the prisoners of Auschwitz inside. So you can actually see over their wall 
to uh, the buildings of the camp and in the distance the the chimneys of the uh, belching the smoke and ash that is just so terrible. And from a distance, we can also hear the sounds of the camp and, and somehow this family are just immune to the sounds in the distance, the sounds of occasional gunfire or, or screaming or the constant, uh, um, the constant sounds of sort of a low hum of, 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 a, of what might sound like a factory if you didn't know where they were. It's an incredible distancing effect in terms of uh, clarifying and sort of pulling all of the emotion out of the story so that all you're left with is the is the understanding of the horror and the the these awful people who it's not that they don't care about what's going on on the other side of the wall they they do they just care about entirely the wrong things they've got no conscience about what they're doing he just wants to be more efficient and uh, and as, as i read somebody else say the other day he wants to to get an employee of the week certificate you know that's he, he he's he's got a career in mind and wants to uh, win promotion and she his wife uh, played by sandra hula she um wants the material comforts that the position brings, the financial security and the middle-class lifestyle. And the film, it's, it, it doesn't in any way shy away from uh, the horror of what was going on. It just doesn't show it to you, if you know what I mean. And uh, uh, incredibly powerful. And I think that it's a film that... I've, I, that I will be thinking about for a very long time. I know it's a film that I will want to go back to at some point to uh, once I've let it sort of settle for myself, but I don't know how soon I want to do that. Sounds very Oppenheimer-ish. Maybe yes, maybe no. Um, it's it's a lot more cerebral, if you know what I mean. It's It's very, very dry and cold and... Uh, it's it forces you to to I think pay attention to what's going on outside the frame of the of the film or what's going on out in the distance and I think that the lack of uh, of kind of melodrama because a lot of Holocaust stories have ended up being sort of focused on uh, individuals inside the camps and we and and, and becomes incredibly. Uh, emotional, whereas I think this film wants us to reckon with it on a different level to uh, the way that we have done so in the past. I'm really curious about, like it affected me a great deal because I am very familiar with what was going on in the Auschwitz uh, and the other death camps, and you know we've we've had those stories told to us and we've studied the history. I wonder whether it would whether it would have the same effect on somebody who uh, didn't know as much, uh, couldn't necessarily imagine what I could imagine was going on uh, in the distance, and uh, and of course we know that there are generations of young people now who aren't taught this history and don't necessarily appreciate how uh, significant it is. And I wonder whether it would have the same effect for those audiences or not. So I, I, I'm going to sort of pay attention to um, other responses and I'll continue to read 
uh, other reviews from people to see, because not everybody's feeling exactly the same way about it, I must say. Great explanation. Thank you, Dan. That's why we pay you the big dollars. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Now, something maybe a little lighter, drive away dolls. It's the complete antithesis of what uh, I've just been talking about. Uh, are you a fan of the uh, the Coen Brothers films, things like The Big Lebowski and Fargo and film, the, the, the films by the Coen Brothers? Yeah, a little. I'm not a huge movie fan generally, as a lot of people will know. But something that makes me laugh, I will go to. Right. Well, this is definitely this made me laugh. So I can tell you that much. Um, the Coen Brothers split up in 2018 after a long career co-directing, co-writing, and co-editing their films, many of which were uh, were very, very funny. Uh, Joel Coen has uh, gone in uh, a direction of his own as a as a director. He made a an adaptation of Shakespeare's Macbeth with Denzel Washington a couple of years ago, and his brother Ethan Coen is this is his first film as a solo director. He's co-written the film with his wife, Tricia Cook, who is also a film editor and has worked uh, with the brothers on many of their, their their previous work. And this is a real kind of throwback. It feels like it could be like uh, plucked from the DNA of a Coen Brothers film of the 1990s or the 2000s. It's a wacky comedy it's got uh dumb criminals it's got wise cracking uh, uh lead actors uh, it's very very silly it's incredibly fast paced and uh ex- extremely absurd in lots of ways what it's different uh, how it's different to uh most Coen Brothers films that you will have seen before is this one is uh, unashamedly uh, sexually celebratory. It's a queer movie about two uh, lesbians who uh, go on a road trip to Tallahassee, Florida, after one of them has broken up with uh, their girlfriend, and uh, they get into some trouble. We've got a clip from it here, and this is this is uh, the two of them uh, attempting to extricate this uh, um, their stuff, I guess, or. Uh, Jamie, the lead character, stuff from her girlfriend's apartment. Oh God! Don't. What are you doing? <laughs> I don't want it anymore. You said she wouldn't be here. Suki, I'm just taking my own stuff. That was a gift. I wanted you to have it. I don't want it, and we're not going to both use it. Suki, it's your wall dildo. No, no, no. It's- Suki, I don't have a home, remember? You kicked me out. Take Alice, take the whole dildo. It's your dildo, Suzanne. For some reason that just gave me an image of Stephen Joyce. I don't know why. Well, that's probably the most famous dildo in New Zealand history, <laughs> the, uh, the Stephen Joyce one. Although I do, I am reminded uh, people do... Um, mentioned that that was in fact a, a a kind of dog's chew toy rather than an actual right. genuine. Um, but anyway, oh, we we digress, Todd. Um, I think that uh, 
we should get back to this film because our two lead actors, uh, our lead characters, uh, played by Margaret Qualley and Geraldine Viswanathan, uh, they are going on this road trip to Tallahassee and they pick up a rental car without realising that that rental car was meant for somebody else. The, uh, the Philadelphia mob, or what you think is the Philadelphia mob, have uh, some stuff stashed in that rental car, um, a briefcase containing some... Uh, rubber contraband, shall we say, and also a severed head in a box, and they want their stuff back. So uh, our two lead characters uh, are being sort of chased around the south towards Florida by these really dumb criminals, and these dumb criminals find out who they're trying to chase because they go to the ex-girlfriend Suki's place. We'll have a listen to a little clip of them arriving to, to attempt to interrogate her. Suzanne Schinkelman? Suzanne Schinkelman? Who the f are you? Since when do women curse like that? You know Jamie Dobbs? You know Jamie Dobbs? You should have known it was about that. And Mary Pallavi? You, you shouldn't do that. He can't fight back. He can't hit a girl. He's old school. We just want to locate your friends. They inadvertently took something that belongs to us. We don't want to hurt them. They're not my friends. Hurt them as much as you want. <laughs> Drive away dolls. Thank you for that. Yeah. Right. Yeah, very funny, very grown up. And uh, it's, it's, it's really nice to see something that uh, actually treats uh, human sexuality as something that's fun rather than something that we should be judged for. Uh, so on that basis alone, I, I give it a hearty recommendation. Let's go to the streaming services now. First, something on Netflix from this year, Orion and the Dark. Yeah, a, a, yet another complete, uh, completely different to the one before. This one's a family animated uh, film, very sweet, very uh, with a, with a, a lovely um, message, I guess, to it. I was attracted to this because it's written by a guy called Charlie Kaufman. Uh, and Charlie Kaufman, the screenwriter, has written and directed some of the most uh, incredible films. Uh, Eternal Sunshine of the Spotless Mind uh, is one that he wrote, uh, Adaptation. Uh, he wrote Being John Malkovich. He has a very, very weird take on the world, a kind of surreal um, uh, vision. And so when his name shows up on something, I tend to pay attention. And this is... A film that I wasn't I wasn't expecting him to be writing basically uh, a, a pretty straight adaptation of a beloved relatively recent children's book called Orion and the Dark and it's the story of a 12 year old boy who has massive sort of anxiety issues the first part of the film is him narrating uh, to us all of the things that he is afraid of uh, and the thing that he is most afraid of is the dark and one night uh, the dark decides to reveal itself to him to in order to um, let him know that, he, that the dark isn't so scary. So the dark becomes a character uh, who then sort of takes him flying around the world and, as we're going to hear now, introduces him to a lot of the other characters that the nighttime requires. Wait, wait, why are we going in here? Well, kid, it's break time. The other night entities and I take one every new time zone. We're fun. You're going to love us. 
Hey, gang, what's up? Hey, Dark. Welcome back. Huh? Great work tonight, guys. Oh. You brought the kid? Oh, brought the kid? So irresponsible. Are you nuts? Well, this is the opposite of encouraging. I've got this. Orion, allow me to introduce you to the other night entities. There's sleep, quiet, insomnia, unexplained noises, and of course, the most creative and poetic of us all, sweet dreams. You brought the screamer! The kid who's afraid of everything? Is this your latest attempt at trying to convince the world that you're not so bad? Uh... Helping random children to boost your fragile self-esteem is not in our job description. Whoa. That is insightfully harsh. Do you have any idea how many things could go wrong? I mean, what if he freaks out and slows you down, and you-know-who finally catches up, and you get obliterated, and the concept of darkness ceases to exist, and the fabric of the universe is permanently and irreparably altered? That's a thing that can happen? Eh, seems unlikely. That's Orion and the Dark. I love that movie being John Malkovich. I didn't realize that was the same person, people involved with that that's one of the weirdest movies i think i've ever seen that's that's right and and kaufman as a writer really does uh, go into the into very very weird uh, and unusual directions this one uh, is like a classic children's movie in that uh, it's a relatively straightforward telling although it does sort of move around three different time periods which can be might be a little bit confusing but it's also um part of its charm and uh, it's really um, beautifully animated as well so uh, look this is a, a, a i think a really good family film with a great message about facing your fears and how, uh, as you get older, eventually the things that you are afraid of uh, start to sort of fade away and you start to maybe even love them. So that, that's, um, yeah, that's on Netflix at the moment. So uh, if, you've got, mm. if you've got that channel, then relatively easy for you to find, I think. And finally, speaking of streaming, this is free from TVNZ Plus, Freaks and Geeks. Yes, we like to do, uh, to recommend one thing that is uh, not... Um, a paid-for streaming service or require a movie ticket. And Freaks and Geeks is now streaming on TVNZ+. Freaks and Geeks is one of the most uh, legendary TV shows of the last 25 years. It played for one season from 1999 to 2000, 18 episodes, and then it was cancelled. And it's a high school comedy uh sort of comedy drama, I guess. There's a little bit of both. And uh, it is made in, as I say, in 1999, but it's set in 1980. So when you watch it now, there's kind of two layers of uh, nostalgia there. There's the nostalgia for uh, the late 90s when this was made and a kind of more innocent time. And then there's the nostalgia for the 1980 period where uh, which is where a lot of the music in the show uh, comes from. And one of the reasons why the film has been, so, uh, the TV show, sorry, has been so hard to find over the last 20 odd years, 25 years nearly, is because no one could afford the licensing for all of the music that was in it. So it took until 2018 before a DVD copy was made available. And now it's available on streaming with all of the original 19. 19- 80s, late 70s uh, rock soundtrack intact. And uh, it's great. The other thing that's really notable about it is the cast. It was put together by Paul Feig and uh, executive produced by Judd Apatow. And so you'll see that there are a lot of 
uh, very young looking famous faces, Seth Rogen, James Franco, uh, and Jason Segel, all who became sort of fixtures in Judd Apatow films of the uh, 2000s. And uh, this is where they were discovered. We've got a little clip from it here. This is uh, the the group of freaks. They have just been. Uh, they've just been had delivered their fake IDs so they can uh, go out uh, and party. And uh, they're a bit disappointed with what they've been given. Congratulations, everybody! You're all of age. Oh yeah. Who the hell is Jesus H. Garcia? It's Jesus. It's your new identity. Tell me that picture doesn't look like you. This picture doesn't look like me, man. Sure it does, man. Yeah, well, it's got to be better than mine. Mine looks kind of Chinese. Yeah, hey, mine looks Chinese, too. What's going on with that? Whoa, whoa, whoa. There's a big Vietnamese community up there in Alberta. Mine says I'm 29. That doesn't matter. Mine says I'm 34. I have no problems. That's fine. You give us the money back. That's top grade stuff. You don't get refunds, man. <laughs> give us the money back, all right? All right. You know, it's hard to find matches for you guys. No one in Canada looks like you. You know what? I think I'm going to go with Jesus here. I, I think I can pull it off. Finally, a sane man. <sighs> Great recommendations, Dan. I probably will have to cast my eye on one or some of those for the next day or so. Well, there are 18 episodes of uh, Freaks and Geeks. It's totally bingeable, <laughs> and uh, it really does sort of... It, 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 it has kind of identified a, a culture that we now find really common, that idea that um, the the subcultures at high school have now sort of come to dominate the culture, the, the Dungeons and Dragons people, the, the comic book fanboys, the science fiction nerds. Uh, they're, they're the people that sort of dominate the discourse these days. Dan, as always, great to catch up on a Friday. We'll hear you again next Friday. Shortcuts with Dan Slevin, his recommendations on a Friday night here at RNZ National. Head over to Hulu this March, where our new shows and movies will keep you streaming all month long. Catch the acclaimed movie, All of Us Strangers, starring Paul Mescal and Andrew Scott. Stream the new Hulu original limited series, We Were the Lucky Ones, with Joey King and Logan Lerman. And don't forget about Grey's Anatomy. Every Grey's episode ever is now streaming on Hulu. So, what are you waiting for? Go stream something new on Hulu.